0: Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on Vsin, the sports betting network.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host. I'm in Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston. Happy Friday, Josh Applebaum. How
2: are you? Happy Friday, Pritch. I'm doing great, and I, again, we got a lot to get to. I got an interesting prop bet I want to run by you on a big uh, wide receiver here. Interesting movement <laughs> okay. to his under, but Pritch, a lot to talk about. We got to start off yesterday's uh, last night when we talked about that Arizona game against UCLA right. because number one, when Gamble New put on the Gilgan Gilgan uh, Gilgan's Island hat with the Arizona <laughs> uh, logo on it, I knew we were in a good spot there. But uh, all jokes aside, this is the sort of play that I love to make. Obviously, you know they win and they cover there, so mm-hmm. you know you kind of look back on it and say nice bet. But Here's the thing, you know, when we talk about hazmat dogs and betting on dogs. I'm a dog better by nature, Pritch. Why? Because more often than not, public leans on favorites. They lean on overs. If you want to go contrarian bet against the public, nine times out of ten you're going to be on a dog and probably on an under. But there are these certain times, especially in college basketball, where you get these big heavily bet games that everybody's getting down on, and they and the public falls in love with a dog. We saw it a couple nights ago where they loved Wisconsin, but liability and line movement was always toward Illinois. Same thing last night where you had almost 80% of bets grabbing UCLA. They had just uh, obviously rolled against Arizona. They're a higher ranked team. The line's too high, but here's the thing. Dogs, we love them when they're gross and they're hazmat. When they're trendy and everyone and their mother at the bar is betting them, Pritch, that's when we like to bet against them. So the fact that you know Arizona opened as that six and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. kind of stayed where they were at, even went to seven uh, later in the night. That's kind of the ultimate Fade the Trendy Dog play. So again, two nights in a row where these this wise guy contrarian favorite Fade the Trendy Dog comes through for you. It's not going to come through for you every single time, but these are the kind of favorites that I love to bet unpopular favorites in really heavily bet primetime games in which the line either stays in their favor, a line freeze, or you have some reverse line movement came up huge last night with the Wildcats. outstanding play right there. Congratulations on cashing that. And thank
1: you very much for giving us that information because it's outstanding. I mean, uh, any, I guess the moral of the story here is anytime you notice a mother in a bar, then pounce, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: exactly, Pritch, yeah. We'll throw in all the buzzwords, hazmat, right. other bar, you know, all that stuff. But I think the point is, hey, when a dog, when the public falls in love with a dog, that's when they lose their right. value. It's the gross dogs that no one wants to touch that, to me, have the most value. But again. That spot, again, sometimes it'll lose, and you'll be like, why did I lay the points? But remember, we're playing a long game. More often than not, Mm -hmm. looks fishy, looks too good to be true. Oftentimes it is.
1: I love it. A lot to get to on today's show, uh, Josh. We got some head coaching uh, movement here in the National Football League. Uh, But then also the props have dropped. Uh, so, looking forward to going over some prop situations for this uh, year's Super Bowl. Uh, but let's start with the headlines. Uh, and Jacksonville naming Doug Peterson as their head coach was plus 500 to be named head coach. Uh, so there you go. Adam Schefter had the news. Uh, he gets the job. Jaguars 80 to 1 to win next year's Super Bowl. Now I'm not looking for that. I, I mean Peterson's got a lot of work to do establishing himself with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but. If you're thinking about Peterson in a combination of Trevor Lawrence, I think that's outstanding. To be honest with you, uh, I, I love Peterson's playbook. You know the influences from Andy Reid and, and Kansas City, and then certainly uh, adding his own influences, influences to that to that playbook, as well as being a quarterback. I, I think he could settle down Trevor Lawrence and, and allow Trevor Lawrence to grow as a professional quarterback.
2: Yeah. I think Pritch we kind of saw from Trevor Lawrence, he quote tweeted the hire and, you know, he was super excited about it, super pumped about it. So, you know, the quarterback is excited about this one. And I think, you know, I look at it one of two ways. One, I, I like the hire just because, and not a lot of teams do this, Pritch. But if you have a star quarterback, a young quarterback, give him an offensive-minded head coach that's going to get the best out of him. And we have seen, obviously, with Peterson, you know, Super Bowl winner uh, is kind of a you know an offensive whisperer type guy. So I think Lawrence is happy, and it totally makes sense. My only issue, Pritch, was Peterson was their first interview, and like I'm going to make a really really gross comparison, but Pritch, if you ever been in the online dating game back in the day, I used to you know dabble there and Tinder and everything. Uh-oh. You never marry your first match, Pritch. You learn to shop around and meet the right girl. I just think when you get the first person with the interview and end up hiring them, to me, it's like, were you just, you know, smitten the first time or did you not shop around? That's my only concern. Did they just have two laser-focused eyes on Peterson and maybe kind of blind them to a better candidate who was maybe interviewing afterwards? Yeah, I guess it depends on the app, though, doesn't it, Josh? Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) What app were they using in the beginning with Doug Peterson and then what app were they using when they hired him? So, uh, no, you know, it's always, to me, it's always a hiring problem. Uh, we're experiencing that right now with coaches and, okay, the right fit. We think it's going to work. Everybody's optimistic, but a lot of times it doesn't. Every year we're going to have coaches that going to get fired, right? And so I, I think it's a good match, though, uh, considering the playbook. Leftwich was certainly uh, in line, but he withdrew. Um, but, again, the playbook for Trevor Lawrence, uh, he's going to enjoy the one that Peterson has.
2: I think so, and who knows? Maybe we'll see uh, Trevor Lawrence in a Philly special. Although I have PTSD <laughs> from that that play in the Super Bowl, Pritch. But you know, it's kind of tough for Jaguars fans because I, I saw this tweet that uh, you know basically a, a retro Byron Leftwich jersey was like the hottest selling jersey mm-hmm. uh, in all of Jacksonville, really wanting him to come back here. So we'll see what happens. You know, Peterson again, you win a Super Bowl, you're known as an offensive guy. You you know you work with Lawrence and maybe get the best out of him. So that makes sense. But again, Pritch, you never marry your first swipe right match. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great advice is always, that's not a system, is it?
1: No, that's, uh, that's okay.
2: just a, a lifestyle system. Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> I like it, I like it. So three remaining jobs are open, the Dolphins, the Saints, uh, and the Texans. Uh, but you got rumors, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler says the Saints want to interview Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Biennemi. Um, I, I think this is interesting on a lot of fronts. You know, Eric, uh, he's got some family that's from uh, the area, Uh, I think uh, Eric Biennemi would be outstanding anywhere, to be honest with you, but kind of late to the party when you don't know what the situation is going to be with the quarterback. They're in cap situations, too. And as an organization, uh, the Saints, they got to work through some issues. Uh, So but it's an opportunity. Uh, It's an opportunity. I think Eric uh, would be attracted to
2: I think so too, Pritch. And again, we're going to lean on you because that's your former teammate. You got an inside source there. So we'll see if uh, Bien-Mi finally gets his shot. But this is a guy long overdue, Pritch. I'm surprised he's lasted this long and not gotten his opportunity. Well-deserved, obviously a long track record of a player and a coach working with Patrick Mahomes, learning under Andy Reid. So that makes total sense, especially when you're an offensive-minded guy. And I know the Saints, you know, in the last couple of years, they've become kind of a defensive team. But Fast track in the dome uh, down there in New Orleans. To me, if you're a good offensive team, that's really your advantage there in that dome. And I would say, Pritch, you know, uh, looking at some of these other guys, Mike McDaniel, 49ers offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. who, by the way, he looks exactly like a full-grown squint in the stand lot. by the way, if you've (laughs) ever seen this guy. Uh, But also keeping an eye on Kellen Moore, you know, that could be up in the air. My question is, and I don't know if you have any intel on this, Pritch, But Brian Flores, I think everyone is just saying, hey, he's burned all these bridges. He's going to be, you know, blackballed. No one's ever going to hire him. But you got a connection with Nick Casario. The Mm -hmm. Texans' job is still out there. Is there a Flores-Casario type connection there in Houston? That's what I'm kind of intrigued by.
1: Well, it is intriguing. Um, You know, it depends on what the league is going to do with this situation. Again, the league is always reactionary. Um, I I think there was a lot of coincidences here with – Uh, Brian Flores and what his intent was Uh, he certainly wanted to get the attention of the National Football League and get the attention of the world on the National Football League I I think that was the intent uh, of of what Brian Flores has done did he sacrifice his career as a coach in the National Football League perhaps but You look at college football, Josh, and I mean, there's some programs out there that would love a guy like Brian Flores. And uh, last time I checked, they're paying seven, eight, nine million dollars a year out there in college football.
2: Yeah. And again, maybe that's the avenue Flores goes in because again, really, you know, talk about courage and, mm-hmm. you know, doing what you feel is right to help other people down the line. Now this might hurt his chances, but right. what if this opens the door to more African American coaches in years to come? Right. I think again, that's a very, really brave thing to do. And that's why you got to give him so much credit for that. But yeah, maybe you go to college you can make a ton of money. You mm-hmm. can take over a program. This is also a guy who uh, really has the feel of a leader, Pritch. And, you know, if you're working with, you know, younger, young men, you know, 18, 19, 20 year olds, maybe Flores would really like kind of showing them the ropes and, you know, turning them in from a youth into, you know, a young man here. Uh, I would also say Pritch, I know we're up against it, but, there's rumors that the Patriots could go Adam Gase offensive coordinator, Uh-oh. so I uh, might have to dust off all those crazy I Killers uh, <laughs> memes out there because there's a connection there. Gase used to work with Saban. Belichick has, you know, had very high praise of Adam Gase. Mm-hmm. And again, you're, there's kind of lukewarm reports there from Saban down in Alabama. Everyone's thinking it's going to be Bill O'Brien connection there coming to the Patriots. He's from the area. Maybe he wants to take over for Belichick. But the rumors now is maybe Adam Gase coming to the uh, the Patriots here. So, uh, Pritch, that, that's going to be interesting if that happens. Remember
1: what I told you earlier this week, uh, the influences in the National Football League right now, the Manning family uh, and the Shanahan family. If you think about Adam Gase and, and trace his steps, it goes back to Peyton Manning, right? So you talk about a guy who's uh, – grew some legs in the National Football League as a coach because you coached with Peyton Manning. I mean, that's, that's one coach right there. And the Brian Flores situation, I mean, it really comes to mind, to the opportunity, but then also uh, are you supported? Like Steve Wilkes, remember him? One-year coach, uh, Arizona. Uh, they fired him for Kingsbury. Because they're going to have Kyler Murray, right? And so Cully, it goes on and on. Vance Joseph, it goes on and on. So uh, a lot of attention on the subject from Brian Flores. And then betting headline news, Josh. Uh, in his first month, only 23 days with mobile sports betting, New York sets the all-time U.S. state handle mark with $1.6 billion, uh, wagered in January.
2: You remember Austin Powers, uh, Dr. Evil, 1 million, no, 1 billion, Pritch. <laughs> right. This is unbelievable. Just goes to show you with New York, you know, we were kind of waiting for some of these big states to legalize, like your California, your Texas, your Florida. Florida had a little, you know, flirting with legalization. And then there's kind of a weird like wiggle room there down in Florida where only the Hard Rock app was available. But New York just goes to show you legalization is huge. It's spreading across the country. For those of us in the industry, Pritch, this is fantastic news because we have more bettors trying to bet for the first time. And hopefully at VEASAN, you know, we can kind of show you the ropes, give you maybe a little bit of a blueprint here, you know, leaning on, you know, data and information and not just betting with, you know, gut instinct and bias. Mm-hmm. The whole thing here, Pritch, is they only did it in 23 days to right. set the record. They didn't even need the whole month here, Pritch. So that's just unbelievable. And congrats to New York. And hopefully Massachusetts, if you're listening, look at all this money. Let's get legal and mass.
1: They should be listening. That's for sure. I mean, the previous record, in New Jersey was 1.3 billion. Uh, right there, October 2021. You know that vSIN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up and get our free big game guide. Get to slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Coming up next on the program, we do have props because they dropped right here on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The big game is right around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So, Josh, um, networks are touting a trade deadline Show and the NBA, the association. So here you go. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, reports that the Clippers are trading Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, uh, Keon Johnson and future second round pick to the Trailblazers (laughs) for Norman Powell and Robert Covington.
2: Yeah, this was kind of a shocker to me, Pritch. So uh, a couple things going on. One, you heard a really big bomb being dropped by Tyron Lou, who just happened to say after last game's game that uh, he doesn't expect who was it. I think Kawhi Leonard to come back this year. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like a, no one had heard that before. It was kind of mm-hmm. always banking on, especially if you're, you know, holding Clippers futures, you know, having Kawhi and Paul George team up later in the year. So kind of the the day after, less than a day after, he says Kawhi may, may not come back this year. You make this trade here, and you bring in Powell and uh, and Covington as well. But I gotta say, you know, from the Blazers' perspective, they did this purely as a salary dump to get under right. the luxury tax. And if you look at kind of what they did, you know, they had Gary Trent Jr. and this is all going all all over Twitter right now. But you basically traded Gary Trent Jr. and, and draft picks and other parts, and in the end, all you got was Eric Bledsoe back. So I think this is a botched move by the Blazers. Uh, I think if you're Damian Lillard, you are not happy about this I was going to ask Again, you that when you're making moves because uh, yeah when you know you're betting making moves just, right
1: yeah oh betting in the NBA I mean moving forward when dame is healthy right he's not going to be happy with that certainly Portland's kind of stripping it down too so uh just trying to look ahead as a better Josh what does this mean
2: yeah, I think as a better, I would say this is Blazers tank mode now, Pritch. and again, you don't you don't want to say tanking. You're going to get in trouble. Obviously, uh, you know if you're Steven Ross and, and maybe wherever that thing goes, uh, we know how uh, what a you know what a terrible thing it is to uh, you know to tank and to talk about tanking. But under the radar, you kind of know that teams still do it, even though if you know you say anything on the record, you know uh, da- uh, not David Stern, but uh, now Silver would you know give you a five hundred thousand dollar fine like you did to Mark Cuban. But I think, to me, Pritch, this is the increase the likelihood that Damian Lillard gets dealt at the deadline. You still have Ben Simmons hanging out there. Simmons mm. hasn't played a single game all year. Do you make a move with Simmons? Do you combine it with Damian Lillard? Uh, I think that's kind of the direction I would go. And then just in terms of how trades move numbers, Pritch, you did see this line drop tonight with the Blazers. Now uh, not going to have Covington and Powell. This line actually open. Uh, Blazers laying seven and a half or eight. Mm-hmm. We're showing eight on our board, but now based on this trade, this line is falling to six and a half or even six, Pritch. Wow. So uh, again, Blazers. Blazers might be shorthanded. Thunder have some injuries as well, but that line is dropping to the Thunder. Right yeah, now. two
1: twelve and a half and a half is a total. The fact that they're touting a trade deadline show, though, that caught my attention for sure. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? What, what, what are they planning for? I mean, why would you have a trade deadline show? So uh, stay tuned for the association. Let's get to these player props uh, in the National Football League. Uh, touchdown score props here, Josh. So Cooper Cup, anytime touchdown, minus 165. Uh, Joe Mixon minus 140 Jamar Chase minus 110 anytime touchdown Uh, two plus touchdowns for Cooper Cup plus 200 first touchdown for Cooper Cup plus 550 uh, right there. What do you think?
2: Yeah, so first off, I mean, for sure, Cooper Cup should be uh, probably the favorite here to cash this right. award. Minus 110 or minus 165 anytime touchdown. You, know, you look at what he's done. Uh, it's incredible here. You know, he scored a touchdown and going back to the regular season, five straight games. He had a touchdown against Arizona, a touchdown against Tampa Bay, and then he had two last week against San Francisco. So anytime Cup minus 165, I don't mind that at all. My play here, though, would be Joe Mixon anytime, Pritchard. You're right, paying a little less juice, minus 140. You're, you've are you been uh, really showing us how uh, these Mixon props have a ton of value throughout the playoffs. But, you know, you look at his numbers, you know, touchdowns, he's only got one throughout the postseason this year. However, you know, this is a guy that's running quite a bit more. He had 88 yards last game. He's also kind of a dual threat here, maybe catch out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. I like that Mixon number, and I think just in terms of, you know, uh, do you want to go anytime? Do you want to go multiple touchdowns? First touchdown? I, if you're having fun, you know, all the power to you. I just, to me, I'm not a big first touchdown scorer, Pritch. It, it's great if you hit one, and it's you know, uh, 20 to one or 25 to one, but it's almost that parlay mentality of you know, you got to get kind of lucky in order to hit that. I'd rather be holding a minus 140 mix in anytime touchdown, knowing that hey, I have the entire game for him to just score one touchdown. It's a big risk, big reward. Anytime touchdown, or sorry, first touchdown. That's why to me, I'd flock to mix in. Give me the whole game in order to score one touchdown. Yeah, I'm intrigued by
1: Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown, minus 110. Uh, Like, how is he going to stay out the end zone? I mean, uh, if the Bengals have any chance, I mean, certainly playmakers. And we'll go further down the list here. But just highlighting this one, minus 110, anytime touchdown. Now, two touchdowns or first touchdown, like you said, I'm probably going to stay away from that. But I like the price uh, on Jamar Chase uh, anytime touchdown. And then Cam Akers with the shoulder situation, you, you know, he's, he's more explosive than Sony Michel. So anytime touchdown for him, plus 115. Uh, first touchdown, plus 900 for the Rams.
2: Yeah, like that plus one fifteen. You're getting some plus money there, but my only concern, Pritch, and you see this all the time with fantasy football. Mm-hmm. What if you get to you know the end zone, or you get, you know you get into the red zone, you you know you're first in goal, whatever it may be, and you bring in Sony Michelle, your big <laughs> kind of bigger back to steal a touchdown there. That would be my only concern if you're a Cam makers better there. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting, and I, I ran this by Michael Lombardi earlier today, Pritch. I got to get your take. One prop bet that we've seen a lot of money to is the Jamar Chase under receiving yards. It actually okay. opened at. 81 and a half it's down to 79 and a half this really caught my eye because when you get to these big popular betters your star quarterbacks your star wide receivers they get so much love to their over just from the casual better saying hey I want to root for a good player to do something a lot of it or score a touchdown or go over is rushing or passing yards so you're actually getting almost 80 percent of bets on the chase over yet this thing has fallen uh, 81 and a half down to 79 and a half. So if you look at over the course of the entire season, regular and postseason, he's only gone over uh, 80 80 um, yards or more, eight of 20 games, only 40%. Now, when he goes over, he gets you like 200. So it's not even a sweat there, Pritch. Mm-hmm. But here's my question. Is the combination of public betting over, yet sharp money seems to be under on Chase, is that because Jalen Ramsey is going to blanket Jamar Chase? If that's the case and he's going to be one on one, you know, that makes sense to me why the chase number is going under. And if that's the case, do you look at Tyler Boyd over 40 and a half or Higgins, Michael Lombardi liked Higgins over 69 and a half, but Pritch, I got to get your take. Do you think Ramsey is going to be matched up one on one, the whole game with chase? If so, it makes sense to me. The under uh, receiving yards is getting hit.
1: I think if the Rams do that, they're in trouble. To be honest with you, Um,
2: uh, Jamar chase
1: can hurt Ramsey. (laughs) I mean, this guy (laughs) is different. Uh, and certainly DK Metcalf and all these younger receivers against Jalen Ramsey, who has a number of years on his resume. Um, we saw Evans go deep. Evans went deep against Ramsey. <laughs> so think about Jamar Chase, man. I mean, if the Rams do that, they're in trouble because, okay, they're indicating they can't hold up anywhere else. Uh, they're going to have to double team. And then uh, you think about the other weapons that are on the field. T Higgins, Boyd, you mentioned Boyd 39 and a half. We said that yesterday it was dropping now risen again. I think it's at 40 for his receiving yards. Uh, so Boyd is an option for sure. Mix what he can do too. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they shadow Jamar chase with Ramsey, I think the Rams could be in trouble with that one.
2: Interesting. Pritch. Yeah. I kind of like that angle. You know, to me, I, I want to root for anytime I see a big player, who again is getting in a a ton of betting to his over and the Mm -hmm. line falls, that screams sharp money to the under there, because again, public doesn't want to, you know, bet on chase under, they want to root for him doing, you know, a lot, you know, getting a ton of catches, getting a ton of yards here. Uh, And again, you know, I think one good thing Adam Burke brought up the other day was, you know, we're still kind of early. I know we're getting close to only a week away, but we're still like nine days away, Pritch. And again, it's hard to identify what sharps hit early to drop it. So they get a better number to go over or hit it early up to get a better number, to go under. So this is the sort of thing where, again, early money with the Boyd prop was going under and then you had some buyback 38 39 and a half back up to around 40 and a half so again this is the sort of thing when you're, when you're so far out from the big game are these true moves true positions are these you know uh head fakes or setting it up to you know get a better number here mm-hmm. i think it's unclear it's very hard to figure that thing out uh but in terms of boyd maybe they did hit it low and then you know kind of get a better number to go over
1: you know what josh as an economist i look for leading indicators and i think we have some Uh, Point these out by Ben Wilson, our producer, because in our next segment, I think there's leading indicators on what Sharp Money wants to do or what they think could happen with this football game. But real quick, I want to hit on uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Anytime touchdown plus 140
2: for OBJ. I mean, that is really attractive right there that is definitely attractive pitch. And this is a guy who, uh, again, you know, not, not a lot of fanfare, I guess, you know, the kind of the decision of would he go to the Packers, would he go right. to the Rams? Uh, and then at the beginning, you know, a little learning curve, there, transitioning new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, all that. But this is a guy that's really kind of turned it on as a late, become a very reliable receiver, uh, almost like the old OBJ back in his days with the giants here. So that makes sense to me, Pritch. And again, you know, the angle is, are you going to, you know, put all your guys in, you know, or kind of disguise your coverages or kind of blanket or double team with a corner and the safety and put all your attention on cup at which case you know these supplementary guys like even a van jefferson plus 240 or some mm-hmm. of these other guys that uh, again could have a big game if all the attention is on cup i like where your head's at pritch and you've been cashing some obj props. Oh, yeah. so i might have to tell you on this
1: one uh, i tell you what looking at that one also looking at the fact that these two teams might try to be aggressive early Van Jefferson first touchdown, sixteen to one, and then on the other side you got Jamar Chase plus nine hundred, and then T. Higgins, uh, twelve to one, right there first touchdown. So we're going to get to those leading indicators coming up next, right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Apple. B-Sports betting Network.
1: This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free spit-free and available in 10 varieties like spearmint wintergreen citrus and many more each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you zen which is america's number one nicotine pouch is available in, in over 100,000 locations nationwide meaning it's never been easier to find your zen so head over to zen.com to locate a store near you that's zyn.com slash warning this product contains nicotine Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. We are presented by BetMGM. So, so Josh, um, leading indicators perhaps on what the sharps could be doing with props, right? So, uh, the East Coast, you guys have had the luxury of having the props for several days. Uh, The props have dropped last night, in particular to Westgate. uh, And that's usually where sharp action can be found. Um, One of the bigger moves, though, with the props. And so let's highlight these big moves. Uh, Total number of kickoffs. This is interesting to me, too. Uh, Total number of kickoffs return propped. Um, It opened at five and a half with the over minus 140, uh, the under plus 120. By the end of the night, last night, the over was plus 170 and the under minus 190. So you think about total number of kickoffs return prop. What is this indicating from a scoring situation with these two teams, what Sharps are, are trying to indicate here?
2: Yeah, so I think it indicates to me, Pritch, number one, we're going to be in a dome. So there's not going to be any weather issues to worry about, like wind or anything like that. Uh, also, you have some pretty, uh, two, good, two kickers here with some pretty strong legs. It just tells me that, hey, you're probably going to get a lot of these touchbacks, maybe the ball, you know, going through the end zone. Also, are you going to uh, want to risk, you know, running it out and maybe getting tackled at the 10 when you can get it at the 25? So to me, this is a prop that I could get behind. Obviously, the juice movement, you know, again, was juiced up over to begin with. Now it's juiced up under to begin with. That tells me that, of course, you had this respected money hit the under. So I may end up tailing that one, Pritch, even though we're not getting the best of the number. Now, I think there's uh, some important takeaways here from Propapalooza, the first day of the props dropping here, Pritch. It's that these numbers, numbers that first get hit are wise guys who a lot of them have modeled the game, have their own numbers mm-hmm. are comparing their numbers to what the sports books have. So you think about the timing of these prop bets. you have sharps, you know, waiting in line for their turn up at bat. And of course you can only bet two in a row. Then you got to get back in line. You know, you have 2k limits and everything, but the ones that are getting hit now are almost purely respected money that has an edge. A lot of the prop wagers that you get from the public are not going to come in until next week. Like timing is a huge part of this. What gets hit early, and again, you could say it's setting setting it up for maybe moving it and getting a better number, but there was a great article uh by Todd Dewey in the Las Vegas Review Journal. He's a great follow on Twitter, but he kind of wrote about this and he was kind of saying and he uh interviewed John Murray at the Westgate, and Murray was saying, you know, we respect these guys that these numbers early. Like if these guys do well, with these props, these, you know, sharp bettors, then the book is going to do very well because they have an edge here. It's almost like, you know, books that uh, you hear about, like, refusing sharp action because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose money. When in reality, that's a good thing because if you have an inside track on what the wise guys are betting, it just informs your lines even more. So other takeaways here, Pritch, you know, looking at some of these, if, if they apply as well. But looking for discrepancies, obviously, again, you model it, you have a different number than the books, but also middling. That was a big thing from this Propapalooza. Like uh, in that article, Sony Michelle, a lot of uh, wise guys look to middle something where, you know, at one book, you have Michelle over 16 and a half rushing yards, another book has him under. 20 and a half rushing yards. If he goes, you know, 17 to 20, you cash both bets, bridge. The other one is arbitrage. Like if you are able to, you know, walk around Vegas and, you know, uh, and jump on your scooter and go bet these uh, at different books, bridge, guarantee yourself a profit by looking for plus money on both sides. Another example was van Jefferson. One book had him over two and a half catches at plus one Oh five. Another book had him under two and a half catches plus one Oh five. You bet both of those you're guaranteed to win and get a little plus money. So it's just so interesting to me that Really, the people betting these numbers last night when this drops, these are respected bettors who know what they're doing, and the oddsmakers are telling you that. And I think as bettors, we can assume, uh, again, that these are our true positions here that maybe we want to get behind before the line moves. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about
1: what the Sharps are indicating, too. Like, I'm looking for those indicators, right, Josh? And, you know, the overzealous kickoff returner, right? This is my moment. <laughs> I'm on special teams, and they're not taking it away from me. I'm returning this rock, right? I mean, nobody's capping that. Um, but it is interesting the course of a game, uh, whether or not they choose to kick it out uh, through the end zone with big leg kickers in the dome, or kind of a dome, um, or do they set up returns to make you return it to where you you, you lose that field position? I think it's an interesting prop, to be honest with you. Uh, But it's been hammered. Uh, The under, minus 190. Uh, Total sacks by both teams. Offensive line issues uh, for the Bengals. Maybe they solved them, maybe they didn't. Uh, The over... Uh, Five right there, uh, Josh. I I mean, uh, you think about total punts by both teams, the under seven. I mean, I I don't know what sharps are trying to indicate, if they are indicating anything and how they're betting these or how they're hammering these props. But uh, it's intriguing to me to, to look at this action, though, right now.
2: It really is. And again, you know, the, the over sacks, I guess makes sense because you have a porous offensive line there with the Bengals. You also have a, you know, Bengals squad with Hendrickson and Hubbard who can get to the quarterback. So maybe you're banking on, I don't know, maybe four sacks from the Rams and, and two there from the Bengals. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, but also leaning on unders and no's. Like I know we have some overs here, but you don't see any, you don't see any yeses on this board, Pritch. Mm-hmm. You do see quite a few no's. Remember just in general, this isn't a blanket statement, meaning you bet everything, no, and everything under. But again, from that article from Todd Duke. He was interviewing these bookmakers saying, hey, a lot of these sharp bettors lean on no, they lean on under. Why? Because, again, this public bias toward betting overs and wanting to bet on something, you know, affirmatively and root for something happening, when in reality these no's and unders uh, really take in some respected money. The other one that was surprising to me, Pritch, you know, uh, would be the Jamar Chase to score a touchdown. They hit the no, minus 120. I mean, we started off the program talking about, you know, Jamar Chase, uh, you know, uh, scoring a touchdown, anytime touchdown. But it looks like early money hit that no. And then also the fourth down, convert a fourth down with the Bengals. Pritch, is that just a play on Zach Taylor where uh, he doesn't want to go for it too much or they're not going to convert or, you know, you give props to the Rams defense. That was another surprising one at no at plus 160.
1: You know what? I think sharps think that um, Zach Taylor is predictable. Uh, I, I've seen that from some sharp betters, and uh, he's a predictable play caller, which he is. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with that for sure. It's been effective though, obviously, right? They're in the Super Bowl. Um but both of these teams they mirror each other i mean uh the bengals are the rams east and and certainly the influences for zach taylor have have been mcveigh uh and you look at these teams and how they're built too uh i mean i I think the bengals from a running game standpoint probably more creative they could get that way because of mixing and matching uh running back situations uh the rams lose a lot with sony michelle in there i mean uh, certainly as a pass receiving running back, maybe they gain an advantage that way. But uh, I think the running game kind of suffers. Akers is just different uh, rushing the football than Sonny Michelle.
2: Yeah. And when we kind of talk about, again, that surprise of, you know, not converting a fourth down, no mm-hmm. plus 160. And you talk about, you know, coaching tendencies, something that, you know, wise guys definitely look into here. But he trusts uh, Burrow, you know, though. They they, he, they trust, Burrow sure. trust Burrow for sure. Burrow. He does. And actually there's a David Purdom uh, tweet that was looking at the MVP odds bridge. Burrow is getting the most action for MVP. I think 30% of bets, like 40% of money. Uh, and again, that's Burrow. I think he's plus two ten years, not the favorite for the Heisman for not the Heisman, but the yeah, Super Bowl MVP, but he's getting a lot of action there. Um, and again, being predictable just to that point of Taylor, Remember going back to that game there, Pritch against Kansas City, running it on first down every time. Even though he only got one yard, he stayed with it. Maybe that's the play on the no uh, on the on the fourth down conversion that maybe he doesn't like to go for it. He's not a big analytics guy, or maybe he won't convert. But I think that could be the angle, the coaching tendency, and kind of knowing what you're no expecting what you're going to get uh, from Taylor right right i mean it gets interesting too again
1: the sharps indicating uh, right there the no plus 160 cuz they hammered that i mean uh, bengals to convert a, a fourth down the no plus 160 but i mean can do you believe
2: the bengals can they gain one yard or a half
1: a yard against the rams on fourth down
2: i feel like they could pritch but you know i would say uh, you know with these i i don't like to like outsmart myself or go yeah. get like these are, these are true pros, true handicappers. I mean, uh, I know people or I don't know them personally, but I've read a lot of articles of, you know, guys who do this every year and this mm-hmm. is their literally, this is their super bowl, no pun intended, but their super bowl is hitting these props on Propapalooza the night that they dropped and getting that first number. So someone far smarter than me, Pritch seems to like this. No, so you got to give them credit there. And I think as betters, you know, we don't want to say, wow, these people are stupid. I'm going to go the other way. Remember these bets are coming from really, really sharp wise guys. That to me means, Hey, even if it looks weird to us, right? People way smarter than us feel like they have an edge on. Them. I
1: am not implying they're, they're stupid at, at any rate at all. I'm just thinking that these could be leading indicators, right? I mean, what kind of game are they indicating here? Uh, if at all, if they're indicating anything on what they believe this game and how it's going to fall out.
2: Yeah. And in terms of the, the under kickoffs return pitch, like, yeah, you're going to get to start the game in the second half. But uh, I think, you know, with the total falling 49 and, mm-hmm. half, 50 and a half, 15 half down to 48 and a half, are we're going to have less scoring, less touchdowns, right. less kickoffs? Uh, guys not running it out of the end zone. To me, maybe that's part of the reason why that. That's the most intriguing one to me, Pritch, because like no one's going to say like I got to bet the under on the kickoff returns. Like to, to me, that tells me wise guys really really like that number as soon as it came out. Sure, hammered uh, Cam Akers' longest reception over eight and a half <laughs> yards.
1: Okay. There you go. And then Tyler Boyd, uh, Boyd hammered uh, longest reception over uh, 14 and a half yards. His prop was 39 and a half right there. We talked about that yesterday. He risen up to 40 and a half now. Yeah, raised yep. up a little bit, Pritch. Yeah, yep. let's, let's track these. Let's see how many of these the wise guys get right. Absolutely. Coming up next on the program, though, we still got some more props uh, to break down uh, Josh Applebaum's best bets. That's next?
0: If you dare. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
1: All the action you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code Vsin1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1000. Register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials. Just download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And, you know, just awards and, and situations for props, Josh. Uh, we highlighted this earlier this week. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Vaughn Miller at 50-1, to 1, and then you're looking at Aaron Donald's 60-1. Uh, I I think that's going to gain some steam. What do you think? I mean, quarterbacks rule this, uh, certainly this category, this award, but it just feels different this year round.
2: Yeah, I think it might, you know, again, kind of looking back to the data, we do have 70% uh, last decade, the winner coming either from a quarterback or also someone who's plus 500 or less. So kind of that, you know, and again, Pritch, I'm not a big chalk guy in general, but huh. this is kind of a chalky award where you, typically it's the quarterback. Typically it's, you know, somebody plus a hundred plus 200 plus 300. So you only have a couple options there. It's really just the two quarterbacks along with Cooper cup. I think who's plus 600 right now. We did talk about David Purdom uh, who had mentioned here from ESPN that they're getting a ton of money on the Joe burrow. And MVP, especially from Caesars down in, uh, of course, Pritch down in Louisiana now, taking in a lot of money in the respected uh, legal market at this point. But I would say if you're making me, you know, pick one of those guys, Donald makes a little bit of sense because uh, you're going up against a really uh, kind of porous offensive line there for the Bengals. What if Donald has three sacks? We do have money to the under, so what if it's a low-scoring game? I mean, you go to the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl a few years ago. That total was 55. It ended up a 13 to three game. So not that I'm predicting that Pritch, but if this smart money is predicting a low scoring game, or maybe your offensive guys don't put up as good of uh, numbers here. Maybe Donald has a couple sacks, a strip sack, maybe he forces a fumble. That makes sense to me, but I, I may, I'm still going to lean on these quarterbacks. Uh, and to me, Burrow is intriguing there, especially in the money that he's taking in.
1: All right. We updated everybody with the trade news and the association a little bit earlier. Woj had it. Uh, let's get to some games here, Josh. Uh, the 76ers and the Mavs, the Mavs laying a point and a half, At home, 210-and-a-half is the total. Your thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah, I got to lean on this one, Pritch, and I got to bet on this one, too. This one really caught my eye. So, first one, uh, I'm going to lean on the Mavericks on the money line here. You know, a lot of these books open around one, one one-and-a-half. It's kind of stayed one-and-a-half, even though a slight majority of bets are on the 76ers. And a lot of these one-and-a-halves are juiced up. Minus one and a half, minus 115. It's kind of been flirting with going to two throughout the day. So it looks like split ticket count, slightly in Sixers. Line shouldn't move at all, but it's kind of leaning Mavericks at home there. Now, the other thing that Michael Lombardi mentioned earlier today is that the Sixers just had a really long homestand. This is their first game on the road after a really long homestand. Typically, that's kind of a bet against type situation there. Uh, we obviously know Doncic has been playing great and uh, you're getting some home cooking here for the Mavericks. So I'll lean Mavericks here. And then also, Pritch, I bought low and took the over. Now, it always worries me when you're kind of going up against some respected money. I typically don't like to do that. But this is a value play for me. This total opened at around 212 and a half. It's down mm-hmm. to 210 and a half. So there was definitely some under money there. But at this point, if you're going under 210 and a half, you're getting the worst of it. I'm gonna buy low and take the over 210.5. Two things jumped out to me with this total. Number one, you got three really good over-refs tonight, led by Ben Taylor, who's about uh 55 percent there to the over. So we got over-refs, we got a deflated line to take advantage of. And then also, Pritch, even though the Mavericks are kind of a very deliberate, slow team, they're actually 5-0 to the over their last five games. These are their box scores: 120 to 114, 108-110, 132-105, 132-112, 130 to 92. We're getting a deflated number on a line that's fallen with over-refs and the Mavericks team that's been going over quite a bit. I'll sweat the over 210.5 there, and I'll lean to the Mavericks on the money line.
1: You know, I noticed a strange rim phenomenon with the Boston Celtics. Your team, uh, <laughs> f- what, three consecutive uh, situations in which they had four home games in a row, and then uh, the next game on the road, they lost. Uh, you know, it just it, the change of rim, change of environment, that kind of thing, when you're on a home stand, I mean, that, that gets interesting a little bit. Uh, how about Cleveland – uh and Charlotte here. Uh Charlotte laying five and a half, 217 as uh, the total.
2: Yeah, so big one here is Darius Garland. Uh, you know, lottery pick here who really has hit his stride this year. Made I believe he made the all-star team. He's been great, uh, really turning this thing around for Cleveland. But mm-hmm. he's out for this game, Pritch. So an injury based play where we're seeing the line move to go to the Hornets here. Hornets open around a minus four and a half favorite. They've been bet up to around a minus five and a half favorite. What's interesting too is uh, you're seeing this line move to the favorite, but also to the under. I guess it's not that surprising because Garland is you know kind of your offensive firepower distributor type guy. Uh, but that total did open 219 and a half down to 216 and a half. I'll lean under in this one, Pritch. Without Garland, uh, and this line is dropping, you're not getting the best of it, but you do have Cleveland as a pretty good under team this year, 31-20 and 20 to the under. Now you're missing your distributor and your point guard. I'll lean under there, and I'll lean Hornets a bit, but I just don't like making an obvious bet when a guy's out, just bet the other team. Oftentimes, you sometimes run into trouble doing that.
1: Definitely entertained with the Suns and the Hawks last night. The Hawks on a back-to-back here, Josh. Uh, Toronto. Uh, the Hawks uh, catching three points here, 217 and a half to total uh, market report on this one. I don't know if you have a play, but I, I want to know what the market's doing.
2: Yeah, I like the over earlier in the day, Pritch. It opened 216 and a half. I think at one point it got all the way to 219 and a half. Yeah, it did get to like 219. Mm-hmm. It's now back down to around 217 and a half. This is what you got to deal with in the NBA, Pritch. We've had to deal with Trey Young being questionable, being in, being out. I think he's good to go, but now you're dealing with John Collins with an injury here. He's got a shoulder. So that's really kind of affecting this number. You've seen this line go to the Raptors minus one and a half to minus three. One interesting thing though, is when you look at the Raptors, I, I'm pretty sure they don't allow fans in the stands still. And because of that, you've seen a lot of overs with the Toronto Raptors where maybe the crowd isn't, you know, uh, screwing you up too much. It's kind of like just playing at the CYC pitch, you know, the YMCA. <laughs> so you see a lot of scoring there, but the Raptors at home, it's kind of crazy. Their last, I want to make sure I get this straight. Their last 13 home games, the over is 11 and two. So again, with lack of fans in the stands, you've seen a lot of overs. I'll still lean over here. I'd love Collins to play in this one, but also a line going to the Raptors here, minus one to minus three. But I think to me, maybe, maybe taking that over could be worth it. It was mentioned last night, but I don't know as a
1: better, do I pay attention to it right now? But the plan situation for the Hawks, I mean, is that a spot for them? Motivational spot situation for the Hawks at all? Do You think?
2: It could be. I mean, this is a team that Pritch really high expectations had a deep run last year. Mm -hmm. You know, Trey young is one of your rising stars here in the NBA. For whatever reason, they really haven't been able to put it together. You're kind of hovering around 500. So uh, Pritch, my Celtics are going to be in this play in (laughs) tournament. We'll see if they deal. Marcus smart at the deadline, but, uh, yeah, maybe kind of thinking on the road. That's a that's a motivating factor. As of now, I think you're probably just in the grind of the regular season still. Uh, so maybe that's a little far off. All right, the Market Insights podcast you
1: catch each and every day. Josh Applebaum does a fantastic job. What number podcast are
2: you on? Uh, five ten, Pritch, okay. believe it or not five right. ten. Yeah, so I'm uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, Pritch. Yeah, we're, we're Manny Ramirez. I don't, I don't <laughs> know how many home runs he had in his career, but yeah, we're up there. But uh, anyway, Pritch, couple plays for tonight. I money line the Chicago Bulls. I like the Bulls tonight against the Pacers. Uh, this is a couple things going on. The line moved to the Bulls. They open around a one, one and a half point favorite on the road. They've been bet up to two. Looks like they're even going to go to two and a half. This is a big. Not that you know the Bulls are. I'm kind of worried they're a little bit of a public play, but. Big injuries here to the Pacers. The Pacers are going to be down a lot of important players. No Sabonis, no Brogdon, no Miles Turner. Levine and Kobe White are questionable for the Bulls, but they're still going to have DeRozan. Uh, And also, this is kind of a back-to-back spot for the Bulls, yet... Uh, What we've seen historically is, you know, back in the day, it was always bet against a team on a back-to-back. But if you look at recent years, uh, if you're back-to-back and the line moves in your favor, which is what's happening here with the Bulls, you cover at around a 58% clip. So I money line the Bulls minus 140, just win the game here, Pritch. I think it's a tough task for the Pacers to win this one with all their injuries. All right. And so that's what you had on your podcast, that one play. Uh, oh, we got a lot. Pritch. Let me, <laughs> let me give you another one. It, it's a Friday. Let's, yes, let's have I know fun, it's a man. Friday, <laughs> Colorado state. I'm going to make you sweat Colorado state okay. with me tonight, Pritch. Uh, I think our buddy, Tim Murray likes him too. Although stormy, our friend I think might be on San Diego state here. So kind of a tough one with these visa hosts and you know, people uh, split allegiances here, but mm-hmm. I like Colorado state. They opened minus two and a half at home against San Diego state two of the best teams in the mountain West. The two and a half has been uh, bet up here to minus three and a half. And it looks like it may even be going to four based on the juice movement. What I like is that this is the split ticket count down the middle. Public doesn't know what to do. You have two good teams, two good records, but yet we're seeing this line go to Colorado state. tells me those bigger wagers are on Colorado state here, Pritch. Um, Also, you're kind of buying low. I think you're going to get a good effort out of the Rams tonight. They've lost two straight. Uh, You're kind of desperation spot on your home court. We've seen how big these home courts are in college, Pritch. Again, last two nights, Illinois, Arizona, Big advantage offensively. They're averaging almost 80 a game. Only 64 for San Diego State. Also, the Rams 10 and one at home. Mm-hmm. I'll go uh, money line p- uh, play here with Colorado State. Shop around. You can get them around like minus 160.
1: Okay. No, I kid with you. I mean, your podcast is stellar, and certainly a lot of great information on there. So I invite everybody to check it out. Josh Applebaum again does a wonderful job. You know what? i just looking at some headlines here, Josh, as we close out the week. I did not know Antoine Randall L was a receiver's coach. I didn't know that. What alliance?
2: Ooh, I thought you were going to give me an Antoine Walker with the Celtics update there, Pritch. Yeah, surprising right there. Do
1: you know who Antoine Randall L is? He was the wide receiver
2: for, yeah. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Steelers. That's it. That's
1: it. Have a great weekend. You too.
0: If you dare.